All-State, two-year starter, and rush in for the Big Red and NFL vet. This dudeness or uh, Duder or, uh, you know, El Duderino, if you're not into the whole brevity thing. It's Blackshirt Jay Moore with Hale Varsity Radio. Back into it, hour two, it's Hale Varsity Radio. Blackshirt Husker, NFLer Jay Moore with us, the Blackshirt Hour co-host, Big Red Wrap-Up. And uh, find Jay on Twitter at jmore 44 And if you see Jay in public, uh, don't touch his hip. Uh, but it's going to be as good as new off the tee box, Bird. How you feeling? I'm good. Every day's gotten better. Um, still, uh, still a lot of some tenderness and, uh, and some swelling and some bruising. But that's what happens when you get your a total left hip replacement at the age of 40. So, uh, But everything's good. Every day's gotten a little better. And. Honestly, I think by you know Thanksgiving, usually the first the first week you get the first week and you're about not good to go. But um, you come a long way after surgery once you get to that first week. Is this NFL, college, high school overuse, or is this T box? Uh, this is no. This is definitely from football. Okay. Unfortunately, uh, I think golf hasn't helped it. You know, I, when I. <laughs> When I retired, you know, 10 years ago, I, I saw a specialist at Tulane, um, and he said, your left hips already has major arthritis in it. I just hope you can make it to 50. Mm-hmm. Uh, I made it to 40 before having to get it replaced. So, yeah, I don't know exactly. You know, I never had any pain in it. I never had, uh, you know, there's some stiffness every now and mm-hmm. then. Uh, but this year, the pain just got, you know, I couldn't handle it anymore. So, it was, had to get fixed, and. I'm ready, you know, in a few weeks, I'll be good as new and and uh, we'll be able to enjoy the next, you know, 30 years of my life. Well, Jay, one step closer to becoming the $5 million man. <laughs> yeah, just call me, you know, Terminator. Yeah, <laughs> well, um, you know, Nebraska and uh, Wisconsin went a little overtime. Let's start there, Jay, and, you know, a, a great start for, for Chuba. Then, you know, a momentum switch, just swinging fourth and one stop. The defense had their moments, but weren't, I don't know, October good is the best way to put it against a better opponent. Still got to overtime, but a lot to unpack with another potentially botched two-minute situation. And then you don't you don't get your best on offense defensively. You can't get off the field uh, defensively, you don't get your best offensively. What do you make of the loss in OT? Yeah, it's obviously very, you know, it's, it's a disappointing loss. You finally, from the standpoint of you finally get some help from your offense, starting off fast. That hasn't been the situation all year. The defense has really held, held the things together. But some, somehow, some way, you know, Trevor Purdy uh, gets going and the offense gets going up 14 nothing. Uh, you get a couple stops early on defense, and then you think, okay, here we go. You know, are we gonna finally going to have success in Madison and and get our sixth win of the year and and kind of move forward? Uh, and they didn't. And I think the most, you know, the difficult thing for me was that the defense just wasn't at their best. And you you said it; they got stops at times and fourth fourth down stops needed, what kept them in it. But they just they weren't sharp. Uh, they had trouble tackling. They made Mordecai look like Michael Vick at times, uh, you know, and, and good and good for in Wisconsin for utilizing a lot of the QB draw situations. Um, you know, Nebraska runs a ton of stunts up front, 
and d- does a lot of movement in this in, a, in their in their three three five. So you know, maybe that sometimes you can get burned, and they got burned a little bit. And uh, Braylon Allen got a little healthy. We definitely know about Braylon Allen. Uh, they got him going a little bit, but overall, you know, you get you finally got some help from the, from the offense. Uh, defense just wasn't quite up to you know w- w- as good as they had been. And the special teams really was was very disappointing as well. I think the punt game, uh, Bushini struggled times to had opportunities to flip the field. You don't do it. Uh, pin your opponent inside the ten. You don't you don't go get that done. Obviously, you missed a field goal uh, going into half, and that's more uh, the special teams a little more frustrating to me. I think you, you want to talk about the end game situation and the half situation, time management. I'm not as I'm not as annoyed at that situation as I was last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I, I, I was more unhappy with the end of the half situation. Mm. It looks like, because they almost, I mean, they were lucky they got a second left at the end of the half. I wasn't yeah. quite sure what they were doing there. They let way too much time run off. You know, you're going to go into half with, you know, two or three timeouts. Um, so that, that end of situation of the second half was a little more uh, questionable to me. Listen, when we got to the end of the, uh, end of the second half, uh, I, I understand what he was doing. You know, if we want to get into that, I, I, I mm-hmm. do because uh, you can't. You, if you wanted to get seven, I, I, I get it. But what what gives you the best opportunity? You think winning overtime was the best opportunity? Then you you have to try to do that. And the last thing you want to do is call some timeouts, uh, kick a field goal, and then give Wisconsin a chance to score. You know, get their you know their opportunity to take the lead to win the game. So you, I think if that's what they wanted to do, and I'm pretty sure that's what they wanted to rule want to do, he executed it fairly nicely in that situation. I, I know people are not happy with it, but you kind of you learned a little bit from last week. I know the situations are different, but uh, I'm not as upset as the end of game situation as I was uh, against Maryland. Uh, but overall. Um, the the one against you know the one in the first half was a little more head scratching, but then um, just with the defensive issues and just you know just wasn't there and the special teams issues just you have to have all three phases clicking to be able to win on the road uh, even though the Wisconsin you know isn't the same Wisconsin that we know from the past. So Jay Moore with us here on Hale Varsity Radio and Jay I'm with you 100 percent on the clock management side of things. I've been preaching it since Saturday night. You weren't playing for three, at least in my opinion. You were playing to keep Wisconsin's offense off the field because you guarantee yourself a rebuttal in overtime. You don't necessarily get a rebuttal if you give Wisconsin 40 seconds in a tie ball game. They can go win that game for you. So I agree with you there. The one thing I'll say is you do end the game, at least regulation, with a timeout in your back pocket, which I think is evidence that it wasn't perfectly executed, Matt Rule's plan. But I do think the, the vision was the correct vision. I want to get your take, though, on something we discussed at the postgame show and something that has been going around today. Do you think Nebraska outcoached on Saturday from offensively and defensively? Because I think Wisconsin made great adjustments on both sides of the football in that game to kind of flip the script with what you saw in the first quarter into the second and the third quarter. Do you think Nebraska got outcoached? I don't think they got outcoached. I think they're, they're be- their good players are better than our good players. And that's what it, it kind of – when it comes to this type of season, uh, you don't call you don't call plays – uh, you call you call plays for certain players, and I think you leaned on those guys. I think you leaned on Braylon Allen. You leaned on Mordecai. Um, you leaned on some of their better wide receivers. 
I think, you know, defensively, Nebraska had their, their chances. Uh, plenty of missed opportunities to, to get Mordecai down, you know, behind the line of scrimmage. And they made their stops, too. Like, they did – they made stops when necessary. Uh, I really just think it just comes down to, you know, the special teams. And it's close games. Uh, if you want to say they're outcoached special teams, I, I don't know if they're, that's an outcoaching. They're just out-executed. Again, that's when, – when it comes to close games, the special teams, I mean, that's, that, that third phase is so important. And the inability to flip the field, the inability to pin your uh, – pin the opposing offense back, the inability to get points when you're in your kicking game, uh, that's tough. But I don't think – no, I don't think they're, they're out-coached. I think, um, you know, Wisconsin, Wisconsin made some good calls and they needed. Uh, Nebraska wasn't sharp on defense. And special teams just really, you know, was was the main difference, I, I think, in that game on Saturday night. Jay, is it the level of opponent that's been an uptick, i.e. Michigan State's talent level, Maryland's talent level, Wisconsin's talent level, that's been able to make the, the defense look uh, look mortal? I mean, is, is it as simple as that? Are they getting worn down? Because guys that have been really good all year missed a lot of tackles. Yeah. I think I think it's they're getting a little worn down. Uh, that's part of it. They've played a lot of snaps this year. They've been put. They've been backed up against the wall a lot of times, and they've they've came out swinging and and won a lot of them battles. And it's just they haven't they they haven't been as successful in those battles as of late. Uh, and I think a part of it, you know, I think you you get a little bit of scout on the on the defense, and you know what works and what hasn't worked. Um, you know, get, they're a little leaky in the in some of the coverages. Pass rush hasn't been great. You know, and you want to bring pressure. It seems like they have brought pressure. Again, they can't get the quarterback down, and you're you know guys get open in the man to man situations. So, I think more of just tired. You know, mm-hmm. I, I, I know they're not playing. Uh, you know, Maryland was probably the best offense they they have seen since since Michigan. Uh, you know, you hold them to 13 points. You hold this. You know, offense to you know seventeen and in, in regulation, but I think just overall, um, it's the fact that they've they played a lot of snaps. And I think it's just showing. Just, but the frustrating thing is they finally got the help from the offense needed. You know, to get off to the start that they needed, and they weren't able to kind of grab that momentum as they should have. So I think overall, though, uh, just that they they've just been uh, a lot of fatigue so far heading through eleven games. Jay, do you feel that the the overtime period was a, a tired Husker defense? We talked about just the game as a whole, but in overtime, there were a couple of plays that were a little out of character with, with Braylon Allen and that offensive line pushing forward. I know that's what Wisconsin's done for years, but that isn't what they've done this year. And Nebraska's been really stout in the rush defense, so particularly zooming in on the overtime period. Did you see a Husker defense that was tired, or did you see a, a Wisconsin offensive line that was playing in front of the home crowd and had something to prove on senior day? Yeah, the overtime scenario, they, I mean, they got bailed out because they didn't get the tripping call on Braylon Allen Very after true. Henrich ran over him. I think that, that drastically changes that scenario. You're second and 10, or instead of second and 10 or third and 10, you're third and 20, what, third and 25, maybe 20. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a 10 to 15 yard penalty. I'm not exactly sure what tripping is. Uh, but that. That, that, <laughs> yeah, that, <laughs> right? that, that changes. That changes a lot. Uh, but again, they just were able to make some plays and fatigue. 
is has become has become an issue and it was an issue and momentum is a crazy thing in college football and when you got it uh it's it's all yours and they had it and uh it, nebraska was able to, to grab it early you know and never really got it back uh until late in the game when they kind of made that last drive to to get a field goal but once once Wisconsin kind of got their their situation figured out, uh, we just couldn't we couldn't find an answer for them, um, unfortunately, and just wasn't enough. Jay Moore with his black shirt, Oscar, NFLer, as we'll spend a few more minutes with Jay, get his take on uh, Nebraska, Iowa, maybe some room for you in the uh, five fifty segment. You want to sneak in some calls, maybe some more from Matt Rule. Hail Varsity continues. And now, and now, back to Hale Varsity Radio. Jay Moore's with us. It's Hale Varsity Radio at Jay Moore 44 on Twitter's where you follow him and uh, watch him with Big Red Wrap Up. Jay, Elijah and I touched on this earlier. Are you, are you buying stock in Chubba beyond this year? Well, yeah, I, I would. I think it's obviously you get pretty low right now, so I would, I would, I'd buy some. I, I like the way he managed he managed this game. I mean, other than the last play of the game being a turnover, uh, he took care of the football, uh, ran the offense with great command, made quick decisions. If it wasn't there, he took it and ran. If it wasn't there, he got rid of it. He didn't try to string things out. He didn't try to force things that weren't there. So I, I like that from the game management. Um, I don't remember him being as fast. Yeah, you know, even though he the few times he came in last year, I know he has a he's been banged up this year with a groin issue, but homeboy can run a little bit. So I, I love that that option that option for him. And um, but it's gonna be interesting because I still think uh, they got to look to the portal in the off season. They just have to, uh, to to get better at that position. But I think what I saw from him last night, and they'll continue to hopefully see from him on Friday, and hopefully in the future in a bowl game. Uh, you know, it, you'd like to see him get a chance earlier, but obviously I know uh, there are some injuries and in him being banged up, so I know he wasn't quite available. Jay, if Chubba has another performance like he had on Saturday against Iowa on Friday, who's a very good defense, and I am calling Chubba's performance on Saturday turnover-free despite the turnover on fourth down in overtime because hey, he did hit the receiver in the hands and it tipped up in the air. It's unfortunate, and also it's fourth down in overtime. you got to make that throw no matter what. I don't think that interception is ever going to be something that's held against Chubba. So I'm going to call it a zero turnover day despite the fact that the stat book won't say so. If it's another turnover-free day for Chubba against a very good Iowa defense on Friday, do you start having concerns about this coaching staff's ability to evaluate quarterbacks? Because I'm not sold on Chubba just yet, but a, another good performance against a good Hawkeye defense could flip the script for me. Uh, not necessarily. I think, again, I don't know the, the injury timeline of, of Chuba when he was available, when mm-hmm. he wasn't. I know you hit your wagon to Jeff Sims and you got rid of Casey Thompson. If anything, that's, that's a little, that's more concerning to, to me than, than the ability to see what you have on your roster. Um, but Going forward, I, I think that Chuba has plenty of ability. I think uh, he, he's shown the, the ability to throw it, run it, make quick decisions, and it's a very, very small sample size. Uh, if he has a good performance again on, on Friday, like you said, I, it's, uh, it, it'll be you know, interesting where he stands you know, after 
whether they win or not, and then head into the offseason and the spring ball. Um, but like I said, I still think they got to look further to, to get that room better. Uh, but I think they know how to. I think they know what a, a quarterback is. I think they do, and I think uh, you you took your shot with Jeff. It didn't work. Uh, you you tried it with Harburg. You found some things that worked with him. You won some football games, so you stick with him. Because obviously, when he has his injuries and then Jeff has his turnover issues, you go to your one guy you have left. And uh, I think they've done about as 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 good as they can, honestly, in this situation. Because let's be honest, it's. Your your running back room has been decimated. Your wide receiver room has been decimated. Your your offensive line has been banged up all year long. Uh, I know I know Satterfield gets a lot of the flack, but the fact that this team has still has a chance to have got five wins and and you know probably should have got a couple more with the, with the, with the offensive room that they have and the injuries, uh, it's still been impressive to me. It is fascinating if if you beers half full half empty, all they've been through. The close losses, three walk-offs, and they're still possible to get to a bowl game. That's that's remarkable. And if you get some better breaks, you're already there, despite. So that's that's a strong take that not everybody can coach through. Jay, as we wind down, thoughts on Black Friday. You feel like Nebraska gets bowl eligible or just too much Iowa going in? No, I like our chances. I do. I think – Somehow, some way, we'll we'll figure it out how to get done. It's obviously going to be a low-scoring game. Might even be surprised if it be surprised if it even cracks into you know a team gets a you know double digits on both sides. You know, it's a to me, it's a ten to six, nine to you know seven. It's a, it's going to be a so low-scoring type of ball game. And I just like Nebraska's ability to maybe find something offensively with Chuba. Uh, the defense, you know, is not going to be. Uh, stressed out uh, with with Iowa's offense, they, they've kind of gotten a few things going here as of late, but uh, not a ton. You know, we're, we found run, some run game late against Illinois on Saturday afternoon, but I think this defense is going to be awake and alert and ready and and a little ticked off with their performance uh, up in up in Madtown. So I think somehow they get it done. It's going to be close, low scoring, and uh, they'll finish. You know, hopefully, well, no. Hopefully they'll finish six and six if they win, and somehow get to uh, a bowl game and get you know fourteen, fifteen more practices and get some young guys developed even more, and you know use it as a recruiting tool and and get better heading into twenty twenty four. Jay, is the story of the game going to be whoever wins the punting battle wins the game? <laughs> that easily could be the case. I don't like that because Iowa does that very very well. Uh, their punter is outstanding. That's just what Iowa does so well too. Is they uh, their special teams are always so good. Their kicking game, uh, their their punter pins guys deep more than anybody. Uh, and they just they, and Iowa knows who they are. They they've accepted who they are. They know their defense is good. Their their special teams are great. And uh, they they their offense is. I guess you'd want to call it serviceable. I don't know if you want to say it's serviceable. It's just good enough, right? And they get points when they need points and your defense gets turnovers their special teams creates touchdowns and safeties and all sorts of things so um if it comes down to special teams i don't like i don't like nebraska's chances uh in most close games they do come down to special teams but somehow i still think nebraska finds a way to get it done all right jay what item are you kicking off and uh banning slash erasing from the thanksgiving day spread 
Oh, man. Um, I think the only thing I don't like, I'm not a picky eater at all. You know, the one thing I don't get is uh, the, the green bean casserole. Oh, you no. antichrist. It's good. <laughs> That's not my thing. <laughs> not my jam. Pass it over. It's so simple and easy to make, too. That's the best part. Oh, I'm, I'm out on that one. Man, but you just haven't had the right kind. Yeah, I, give me a, it's, it's the turkey. It's the mashed potatoes. It's the stuffing. It's the cranberry sauce. Yeah. But it's all covered in gravy. Okay. Even, oh. Even the cranberry. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You're going to jail. Oh, you get everything. <laughs> yeah, no no, uh, no green bean casserole for me. But I like to, yeah, the pies, give me all of them. You know, the sweet potato casserole, love it. Does the sweet potato casserole need the marshmallows on top? Yes. I think that's gross. Yeah. No, dude. Oh, no, <laughs> nasty. You're already going sweet potato where there's brown sugar and, and honey and butter. Yeah, the marshmallows on top. The marshmallows you just hate marshmallows. Ugh. That's Ugh, fine. Nasty. Well, it's, it's Mr. Camper have, you know, here the, hates marshmallows, huh? you gotta have, you got to have a little marshmallow, brown sugar, cinnamon on it, you know, to get that caramelization going. Yeah. Bird, enjoy Thanksgiving and heal up, all right? Thanks, guys. Appreciate talking with you. Good stuff from Jay Moore, Blackshirt Husker NFLer. As always, get the podcast, Spotify, iTunes, Google Play. That's where you can find Hale Varsity and subscribe. The YouTube channel, Hale Varsity YouTube, and follow the Hale Varsity Radio Twitter feed at HVarsity Radio. We'll wind out on Monday next on Hale Varsity, powered by Cornhead Lager.